and welcome to another edition of the First Orange Broncos podcast presented by the Denver Post. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran, and we're recording today's episode on Tuesday, August 28th, the final practice before the Broncos head to Arizona uh, for an 8 p.m. kickoff, a little bit of NFL preseason after dark for you freaks out there. Uh, the last chance we'll uh, get to see these Broncos play before these games actually count. But more importantly, the last time we see them play before the 53-man roster cut, Ryan, you'll be writing about this later in the week, but let's take a chance to really dive into it now as we get closer to this date when the Broncos go from, what is it, 90-something to 53? Is, 90, is, that, is that right? 90 to 53. This is like the second or third year where they've done just one cut, and that's from a health and safety standpoint. You know, you want everybody, all the second and third teamers available to play Thursday, which they will. Yeah, for sure. And, and and so, like I mentioned, Ryan will be writing about this and unveiling uh, a complete 53-man prediction uh, to see what the Broncos are going to do with this roster. Uh, let's break down a few different things here, Ryan, and take a look at some different players. But first off, how many of these are you going to get right, man? You got 53. What's what's the percentage? How, how many are you going to get right? How many wrong? Fill us in. Well, the goal is to get like 45. Uh, I mean, I've had some good years with the Jaguars because I knew their roster, and I was maybe uh, pointed in the right direction on a couple moves. But if I can get in the 43 to 45 range, uh, I'll feel like a victory. Anything over 45, let me run the team. <laughs> All right, so now that we have that uh, on the airwaves and, and we know for sure that's the goal, we'll, we'll check back in with that prediction uh, as we go forward here. But as we move ahead, you know, Ryan, for people who are maybe new to this or aren't as familiar with how this roster math works, what are some of the toughest spots that the Broncos are going to face just by position groups in terms of numbers, right? Because at the end of the day, the Broncos might really like a player, but if they just don't have room for him at a certain position, it makes it tough, right? Yeah. You know, my working model is 25-piece on offense and defense. Your three specialists are already locked in. Okay, let's start on offense. You know, a couple of the decisions are five or six receivers, three or four tight ends, um, three or four tailbacks. You know, add that all up, and that goes into the 25 on offense. You know, you always conservatively say nine offensive linemen, seven of which will be active on game day. You know, this seems to be a three-quarterback organization. So, you, you know, you don't know who that third one's going to be yet, but you sort of, you know, you, you write that in pen. But while we stay on offense, a couple of the decisions – Isaiah McKenzie as a sixth receiver, do you keep him just to return punts? Because he's really not in the mix at any of the top four receiver spots. Is he a fifth receiver? Does that impact River, Craycraft, Tim Patrick? Tailback, if you keep three plus the fullback, Andy Janovich, D'Angelo Henderson's in trouble. David Williams, I think, is ticketed to the practice squad no matter what. If you look at quarterback, if you keep three, do they cut Paxton Lynch and bring in another guy, a veteran or a young player next week? Or do you go with two for a couple of weeks, just Case Keenum and Chad Kelly? So every decision they make at a position group has a ripple effect for another position. Right. That, that makes sense. And, you know, we won't make you break down every single position group and every player. Like I said, be sure to pick up uh, the Denver Post or visit us online at denverpost.com uh, later in the week for all those projections. But in terms of surprises, Ryan, guys that you maybe began camp thinking uh they're sort of on the bubble they're probably not going to make it to all right uh, this guy's going to make my list give us one or two of those well on offense it would be max garcia i mean he was the starting left guard uh for two straight years replaced by ron larry 
even though he uh, Garcia took all those first team reps during OTAs, you thought, okay, he can only play one position. Versatility is key for a backup. I didn't have him on my original 53 before camp. He's obviously on there now because he's played well, but also because of Ron Leary's health. Flip it over to the defense. I had Jeff Holland making this roster because I thought a young guy, pass rusher, they wouldn't want to uh, risk slipping through waivers. He hasn't really done a lot. I think they'll be able to slide him through. And also on defense, a guy like Demonte Thomas, who you're going to write about, you know, he's come out. He hasn't come off, come onto the radar in the last month. He's come on the radar in the last week. That's very rare. Once you get that set through that second preseason game, you can usually make a pretty good educated guess. But the question for the Broncos is: Do you keep five safeties? Sue Cravens practiced on Monday, so you figure, okay, he's going to be on the 53 instead of IR. Will Parks was having a decent camp until he got nicked up with that knee contusion, and then now Devontae Thomas. Are Thomas and Parks fighting for one spot? Could be. For sure, and we'll stay on this topic. I wanted to double on something that that you had mentioned there a second ago. Demonte Thomas, we've only really seen him perform at this level for the last week or so. Can guys make up a whole lot of ground with one great preseason game, a couple great plays, and your experience just getting that late in this process, can it be enough to, to, to kind of get over the edge? Um, if you combine that performance of that player with an injury, then yes. But it is pretty rare because he was not a guy being – mentioned by Joe Woods or Vance Joseph throughout camp saying, hey, this guy's moving up, really like what he's doing. All the talk was about Will Parks and that corner, Isaac Yadam. So it's it's uh, it's rare, but it's not impossible. Right, and, and so as we flip to the other side of the coin, talking earlier about players uh, who might be surprises to make uh, the team, um, maybe now let's uh, look at some guys who are surprises to not make the team, Ryan. Coming into camp, I mean, you touched on some players. Isaiah McKenzie is uh, an obvious candidate for that, but maybe who are some guys that, that the fans haven't been hearing about a lot from or, or maybe some dark horse candidates of, of some surprise cuts? Well, these guys are all guys we've talked about because we sort of saw early on that things were not going well. The obvious one is Paxton Lynch. First-round draft pick a couple years ago. I think it's time to cut ties. Time for him to get a fresh start somewhere else. Time for the Broncos to get another get another quarterback in here to start developing. They've lost confidence in him. On defense, Brandon, Brandon Langley's a third-round pick from last year. I don't have him on the team right now with the arrival of Pac-Man Jones, the return to health of Tremaine Brock, and the drafting of Isaac Yadam. There's no room for Langley. It's great that you can play special teams, but you have to be able to do something on defense. He he just could not get on track at corner during this camp. That's a third-round pick potentially down the drain. That's a big miss by this team. So those are two guys. One more on defense, Clint McDonald. He may run into a numbers game. If they decide to keep an extra inside linebacker, uh, McDonald may be on the outside looking in. He'll help a team at some point this year, maybe right away if he gets released. But I would keep him because he can provide that interior pass rush. And you know, my thing is, you don't want to cut. You don't want to cut good defensive linemen, even at the risk of being a little thin at other spots. Right. And one aspect of this 53-man cut that I would also like to address with a little more detail uh, is just the practice squad. Um, we've seen with this Broncos team, they've developed players on the practice squad who've came in and made some major contributions. Ryan, in this game, how does it affect how that plays out? Is there much of a, a practice squad impact in the fourth preseason game? I think there is, um, especially if you're not a draft pick. Um, but let's talk about the draft picks. David Williams figures they get a lot of work at running back on Thursday night. And 
you know, he could probably solidify that practice squad spot. Uh, a guy like uh, Trey Marshall, a safety, undrafted from Florida State, if he has a good game, does he have a practice squad spot? So I think that's what's most at stake. I mean, Vance wants to say, hey, there are roster spots open, there are jobs to be had. That's half true. There are jobs to be had, but on the practice squad. And also, if you're a guy who gets cut, maybe you make enough of an impression that another team claims you to their 53-man roster. For sure. So, you know, there's there's a lot of guys on the fringe and that, uh, you know, are, are really using this final day of practice and the preseason game to determine their future. Um, talk to a guy like Mark Chapman, you know, uh, joins the Broncos in progress in training camp after spurning the CFL. You know, you, you imagine a guy like him, he's just glad to get some tape out there, a, a player who can you know then show that to other teams because you know he's sort of even a maybe a fringe practice squad guy like that I mean how important is that for for these young guys just to get that tape Ryan right it's uh invaluable and you know they had a lot of work that first game a little less that second game not too much that third game now they're going to be ready to go pretty much the whole game you know 50 60 snaps including special teams so for a guy Further down the jet tart like Chapman, I'd be surprised if he's a practice squad guy just because you're probably going to keep just one receiver. But you look on defense, if, if you're a guy who is going to get cut, you're saying, okay, I want to make this practice squad so I'm one sprained ankle away from getting a promotion. For sure. And with that said, uh, also got to say, Ryan, you know, you've made it through the preseason with the Denver Post. Uh, just want to let you know, you're not getting cut, man. We're, we're going to keep you on. The editors have, have watched the film. They've read the paper and uh, and, and you got to stay. Is, is that, that good news for you? You don't have to be a free agent? Well, I got some good news and some bad news. Uh-oh. The good news is I'm safe. The bad news, we're still trying to keep you around. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If, if I can hang we'll around. You know. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if, if I can stay off of that practice squad, I, I'd appreciate it if I was on that active roster. But uh, being a young Young guy, uh, I know how it goes. But jokes aside, uh, we appreciate you guys uh, listening in. We'll, we'll wrap up this edition of the First and Orange Broncos podcast. Uh, be sure to follow all of our nonstop Broncos coverage online at denverpost.com. Pick us up every day in the newspaper, and of course, tune in to the next First and Orange. We'll see you next time.